Elliot Reese. I'll be reading our paper, Social Media in Undergraduate Medical Education, a Systematic Review. I wrote this paper with a colleague, Jonathan Guckian, and a fantastic group of medical students, Radula Otakuri, Aqua Asif, Oliver Burton, Joshua Adieju, Adam Umizien, and Timothy Chu. I'll start with the abstract. Introduction. There are over 3.81 billion worldwide active social media or SOMI users. SOMI are ubiquitous in medical education with roles across undergraduate programs, including professionalism, blended learning, well-being, and mentoring. Previous systematic reviews took place before recent explosions in SOMI popularity and revealed a paucity of high quality empirical studies assessing its effectiveness in medical education. This review aimed to synthesize evidence regarding SOMI interventions in undergraduate medical education to identify features associated with positive and negative outcomes. Methods. Authors searched 31 key terms through seven databases, in addition to references, citation and hand searching between 16th of June and 16th of July 2020. Studies describing SOMI interventions and research on exposure to existing SOMI were included. Title, abstract and full paper screening were undertaken independently by two reviewers. Included papers were assessed for methodological quality using the Medical Education Research Study Quality Instrument or MERSQI and or the Standards for Reporting Qualitative Research or SRQR instrument. Extracted data was synthesized using narrative synthesis. Results. 112 studies from 26 countries met inclusion criteria. Methodological quality of included studies had not significantly improved since 2013. Engagement and satisfaction with SOMI platforms in medical education are described. Students felt SOMI flattened hierarchies and improved communication with educators. SOMI use was associated with improvement in objective knowledge assessment scores and self-reported clinical and professional performance. However, evidence for long-term knowledge retention was limited. SOMI use was occasionally linked to adverse impacts upon mental and physical health. Professionalism was heavily investigated and considered important, though generally negative correlations between SOMI use and medical professionalism may exist. Conclusions. Social media is enjoyable for students who may improve short-term knowledge retention and can aid communication between learners and educators. However, higher quality study is required to identify longer-term impact upon knowledge and skills, provide clarification on professionalism standards, and protect against harms. Now, on to the main paper. Introduction. The explosion of social media, or SOMI, has infiltrated all aspects of modern society. The scale of the phenomenon can be daunting to conceptualise. There are over 3.81 billion worldwide active users, while individuals have an average of seven accounts each. Facebook, the most popular platform, boasts over a million more users than the population of China, the world's most populous country. It's perhaps inevitable that this technology would become ubiquitous within medical education delivery. 
Our field craves innovation and strives to adapt its future workforce to changing environments. There are few arenas as chaotic as SOMI. Since its conception, hundreds of platforms have risen in prominence before falling into obscurity. Various platforms have been utilised within undergraduate medical education curricula, with roles in professionalism, blended learning, student well-being and mentoring, representing a fraction of their application. The argument for the integration of SOMI into educational practice is supported by multiple theoretical standpoints, including the development of rapid, accessible communities of practice based upon constructivist principles generated during classes, conferences or conversations. Moreover, connectivism is a new educational theory mirroring constructivism born out of such technology-enhanced learning. Research to date examining the impact of SOMI use on medical students' academic attainment has found no relationship between daily usage, platform preferences and performance on summative assessments. The majority of medical students have SOMI accounts. This has resulted in a powerful tool that can reach virtually every student on platforms already integrated into their daily lives. As educators, it's no longer a question of whether SOMI has educational applications or whether undergraduate populations are actively using these platforms for their learning. Rather, we should be asking how best to utilise SOMI and whether such platforms can facilitate specific outcomes. Previous systematic reviews of SOMI in medical education have investigated outcomes and efficacy. However, these took place before the SOMI boom of recent years, revealing a paucity of high-quality empirical studies assessing the effectiveness of SOMI in medical education. An updated review synthesising contemporary SOMI scholarship is required for the current landscape. In the advent of the COVID-19 pandemic, a once-in-a-century event, the medical education community has transformed. There have been calls for a new paradigm of educational delivery through technology-enhanced learning, with SOMI at the forefront of this revolution. It's imperative that before committing to placing SOMI as a foundation of any new approach, we critically examined the evidence for its efficacy. This review aims to synthesise the evidence regarding SOMI interventions in undergraduate medical education in order to identify features associated with positive and negative outcomes. Methods. This is a systematic review reported in accordance with the structured approach to the reporting in healthcare education of evidence synthesis or stories statement. Search strategy. We performed an electronic search of 31 terms and their Boolean combinations. You can see the illustrative full terms for one database provided in Appendix S1 through seven databases. Medline, the Cumulative Index of Nursing and Allied Health Literature, or CINAHL, the British Education Index, BEI, the Education Resources Information Centre, or ERIC, Embase, PsycInfo, Applied Social Sciences Index and Abstracts, Asia, and the Australian Education Index. 
Search terms were derived through reviewing keywords of papers identified through a pilot search and a list of social media platforms. No limits were imposed and searches were performed between the 16th of June and the 16th of July 2020 by one reviewer. We scrutinised reference sections and performed forward citation tracking of all included papers using PubMed's Cited In feature and previous pertinent reviews in order to identify further relevant papers. One reviewer, Johnny Guckian, hand searched the full contents of one journal, Meded Publish, that was considered relevant but not indexed in the above electronic databases. This journal was chosen as studies identified in the reference section of identified papers were published here and we were aware that it was not indexed in any of the databases we had searched. All citations were downloaded and imported into web-based systematic review software, Distiller SR, in order to facilitate screening and data extraction. Inclusion and exclusion criteria. For inclusion, articles had to provide primary data on the use of SOMI amongst undergraduate medical students. Studies describing SOMI interventions and research on exposure to existing SOMI were both included. Only English language papers are included. Defining SOMI has become increasingly challenging as platforms diversify. We accept in principle the definition of SOMI articulated by Chester Natal, later adopted by Sutherland and Jalali, describing SOMI as web-based technologies that facilitate multi-user interaction that goes beyond fact-sharing. Given the evolution of SOMI since the development of this definition in 2013, more recent examinations should be considered. Chanatal highlight the platforms facilitate creation and distribution of content, which may be user-generated or user-curated to virtual communities of practice. We would therefore add to Chester Natal's definition that such interactions may take place in either public or private domains. Stipulate that the primary purpose of the platform must be multi-directional interaction and be centred around content creation, curation and community. Using our adapted definition, we consider true SOMI platforms to place user interaction at their heart. We therefore exclude websites or blogs which happen to feature a comments page, as multidirectional interaction is a secondary purpose in these instances. We also exclude podcasts on the basis that they're generally unidirectional in nature. YouTube was included as user creation is often driven by community comments. Users may curate content and video replies are common. We defined undergraduate medical education as any educational aspect of the period between the commencement of medical school and graduation. Screening of studies. All titles were independently screened by two reviewers. Reviewers prioritise sensitivity over specificity at this point, so any titles that could potentially have been relevant to our review objective were included. Disagreements progressed to abstract screening in order to enable a more informed decision to be made. 
Abstracts of all papers included from title screening and all papers identified through reference and hand searching were screened against inclusion criteria by two reviewers. If it wasn't clear from the abstract whether the paper met the inclusion criteria, it was included for full text screening. Disagreements at the outcome or criterion level, i.e. both reviewers elected to exclude but based on different exclusion criteria, were resolved by a third reviewer. Papers that met inclusion criteria in abstract screening, or for which insufficient information was presented to enable a judgment, were read in full and reviewed against the review's inclusion and exclusion criteria. Full paper screening was conducted independently by two reviewers. Conflicts were resolved through discussion. Data extraction. A pilot data extraction form was developed. All reviewers independently reviewed two papers and met to ensure we were extracting consistently and to revise the fields in the coding form. Once the form was finalised, all reviewers independently reviewed a further two papers and met to ensure consistency. Following this pilot phase, all papers were reviewed by two reviewers. The following data were extracted. Participants, including country, profession, stage of training and number. Intervention, including focus, aim, a brief overview, duration, semi-platforms used, or exposure, including the research question, overview of the exposure, and semi-platforms investigated. Evaluation methods, including impact of intervention using modified Kirkpatrick's hierarchy, study design, and data collection methods, and results including summary of results, results for each Kirkpatrick level investigated, and key conclusions. We calculated kappa values for full data extraction and for quality assessment. Assessment of methodological quality. All included papers were assessed for their methodological quality using two or more tools. Depending on whether papers employed quantitative and or qualitative methods, they were assessed for their methodological quality using the Medical Education Research Study Quality Instrument, or MERSQI, and or the Standards for Reporting Qualitative Research, the SRQR, instruments, respectively. The MERSQI is a tool containing 10 items in six domains, study design, sampling, type of data, the validity of the evaluation instrument, data analysis, and outcomes. The SRQR comprises of 21 reporting standards for high-quality, qualitative research. Papers describing educational interventions are assessed for risk of reporting bias using the risk of bias measure described by Gordon et al. This assesses the risk of bias due to incomplete reporting of educational interventions. Included papers were assessed against five sources of potential bias using a three-point scale. Papers that provide adequate description were considered low risk of bias. Those that provided some but insufficient details were rated as unclear risk of bias. And those that didn't provide any details were rated as high risk of bias. The potential sources of bias considered were the theoretical underpinning of the development, 
the resources required, the setting, the educational methods employed, and the content. An overall rating of the strength of the conclusions drawn by the authors was made using the BME Collaboration's five-point scale. Synthesis of evidence. Extracted data was synthesised using narrative synthesis. This involved synthesising the findings from primary studies textually without conducting meta-analyses. This approach enabled this review to synthesise findings from both qualitative and quantitative studies to provide a comprehensive synthesis of the research literature in this field. The review group met virtually every week throughout the data extraction and synthesis phases to discuss evolving findings. We constructed overview findings for the subgroups of intervention studies and exposure studies. We undertook conceptual mapping to identify themes within which to synthesise and present the findings of primary studies. Results. Database searches yielded a total of 1,442 papers. A further 321 papers were identified through reference and citation searches, and 44 through hand searching. Deduplication identified 720 duplicates, leaving 1,087 papers for screening. Title and abstract screening excluded 327 and 441 papers, respectively. After reviewing the full text of 319 full papers, 112 met our inclusion criteria and were included in the final review. An illustration of record flow can be found in Figure 1. Weighted overall cappers for data extraction and quality assessment using MERSQRI and SRQR were 0 0.98, 0 0.96 and 1 respectively. Details of included papers. The studies included participants from 26 different countries across six continents. Asia, 37 papers. North America, 33 papers. Europe, 28 papers. Australia, 20 papers. Africa, a single paper. And South America, a single paper. There are an additional six international studies that included participants from multiple countries. 39 papers included preclinical students, 32 included clinical students, 21 included all stages of students, and 20 did not describe the stage of included medical students. For the purposes of this review, preclinical students were in years one and two, while clinical students were in years three, four, and five. 14 studies also included postgraduate clinical trainees. 10 included non-training grade doctors, for example, consultants, attendings, general practitioners. Seven studies included other health professionals and 17 included other students. There was a total of 35,428 participants across the included studies. These consisted of a median of 151 and a range of 6 to 4,244 participants per study. Summary of SOMI interventions or exposures. 29 different SOMI platforms were studied. The most common was Facebook, with 65 out of 112 papers, or 58%, followed by Twitter, 
37 out of 112 papers or 33%. And YouTube, 33 out of 112 papers or 29%. 40 studies or 36% investigated the use of more than one SOMI platform. 58 out of the 112 included studies, 52%, involved the development of novel SOMI teaching intervention studies, while the other 54, or 48%, focused on how students currently utilise SOMI platforms in medical education, exposure studies. SOMI interventions. Novel SOMI interventions were created with the aims of A, improving knowledge and skill development, B, supporting curricular activities, and C, assessing the acceptability of SOMI. Types of knowledge and skill development included information acquisition and retention, reflection, and professionalism. Supporting curricular activities ranged from enhancing student engagement, reducing student anxiety with the taught material, to improve communication between faculty and students, and between students themselves outside of the classroom. Many interventions were evaluated to assess student opinions and attitudes towards inclusion of SOMI within their medical curriculum. Privacy was a focus of 28 out of 58 of the SOMI interventions, with use of closed groups, private communication platforms such as WhatsApp and WeChat, and even a bespoke institution-specific SOMI platform. 16 out of 58 studies involved case-based or problem-based learning. Exposures to SOMI. Of the 54 included studies addressing exposure to SOMI-mediated medical education, the most prevalent focus was assessing usage patterns of SOMI platforms by students, seen in 38 studies, or 70%. Projects look to identify SOMI platforms and services most commonly used and the duration or purpose of such use. The second major theme was that of professionalism, 17 out of 54 papers. In particular, student and faculty behaviour online was analysed for whether these behaviours met regulator standards. Questions were raised as to whether SOMI makes students and doctors more likely to have lapses in professional behaviour, whether guidelines in professional SOMI use are necessary, and who should be responsible for producing and leading them. Several studies explore professionalism in the context of acceptable patient interaction. The findings from included studies have been grouped thematically into six groups. Usage, acceptability, educational activity, academic performance, professionalism and health risk. And I'll go through each of these now. Usage. Semi use by undergraduate medical students is widespread. Facebook was identified as the most popularly used platform amongst this group, although YouTube and WhatsApp were the most favoured platforms for educational content. Between a third and a half of students use social media for educational purposes on a daily basis. Frequency of social media usage was not associated with gender or academic year, and stopping the use of Facebook was associated with a sense of loss. Acceptability. SOMI were generally perceived favourably by medical students. Enjoyment and engagement with various SOMI platforms was described. Only two studies differed, 
One found that students' opinion on semi-efficacy to be divisive, whilst another described less than half of their student population finding a semi-intervention useful in their studies. Usability was key to effective semi-use in medical education. Familiarity with the semi-platforms was a mediator of success. Indeed, unfavourable student reviews were, were reported when unfamiliarity was highlighted. One study with a bespoke SOMI platform reported that students required greater accessibility and a more user-friendly interface. Technological issues and poor digital literacy may contribute to inconsistencies in the effectiveness of SOMI interventions. The amount of information presented via a SOMI platform contributed to its effectiveness. Students preferred short content with the time-consuming nature of searching SOMI for relevant information contributing to ineffectiveness. It suggested that the need to regularly check SOMI to keep up to date with content contributes to such inefficiencies. However, push notifications may improve this. Type of educational information was also important, with many studies reporting a preference for SOMI posts that inform and test, for example quizzes and images with missing labels. Visual posts with images and videos were suggested to be effective methods of disseminating information on SOMI, with one study reporting that highly visual platforms such as Instagram and Snapchat are the most popular amongst students for medical education. One study argued that SOMI platforms may be perceived as more user-friendly and less academic than institutionally designed solutions. This study used Facebook and YouTube to deliver peer-developed resources to alleviate stress and depression amongst recent entrants to medical school. Contributions were monitored by a trained mental health professional. One concern with SOMI in medical education was the lack of critical appraisal performed by students on the information presented. Content creation by faculty members may be a solution to this, but it adds to the workload of the educators. Many studies argue that training is required for both staff and students to capitalise on the benefits of SOMI interventions in medical education. Educational activity. Social media platforms were used in myriad ways. Educators used them to share resources, establish a dialogue with students and facilitate classroom activities. Students used them for informal conversation for accessing and sharing educational resources, to arrange educational and social events, to discuss opinions, and to participate in surveys, quizzes, and educational games. Several studies delivered structured teaching using social media platforms. Use of social media within structured learning activities was found to improve communication and participation and facilitate teamwork. Several studies reported that SOMI initiatives made students feel more able to ask questions to their peers compared to asking questions in a clinical setting, in part driven by an expectation that they would generally receive answers to questions more quickly from a multitude of voices, especially international professionals. Students reported a change in the student-educator relationship. They perceived SOMI as having flattened hierarchies allowing students to feel more comfortable interacting with educators. Similar improvements furthered peer communication and working, 
with facilitators in one study noticing greater student collaboration with Zerbi. Students reported a newfound appreciation and interest for the subject material when presented with novel SOMI options for learning, for example videos on YouTube and discussion groups on Facebook. SOMI are also commonly used to supplement classroom teaching. One study utilised SOMI to create a flipped classroom in which a case was reviewed by participants on Twitter before classroom sessions. Classroom discussions were described as more efficient and Twitter lessened the educator burden. SOMI was found to enhance communication and collaboration between students and educators, as well as students and their peers. Students reported SOMI facilitated them being more productive in their studies and enabling them to work faster. Video-based SOMI platforms were considered to be particularly useful. SOMI were also considered useful in supporting reflective practice. Finally, SOMI were considered useful in learners' professional identity formation. Academic performance. Subjective improvements in students' self-reported performance and objective increases in assessment outcomes were reported, including in two studies with controlled designs. However, it's unclear whether the differences found in the latter two studies result from the use of SOMI or other confounding variables such as weekly assessment or earlier exposure to educational material. Some studies show that the rate of utilisation of SOMI positively correlated with test score. However, others suggested time spent on SOMI had no impact on knowledge improvement. Furthermore, most interventions tested participants' knowledge and skills acquisition in the short term, with a limited finding on long-term effectiveness. Knowledge retention in the long term may be poorer with SOMI learning compared to lecture-based learning. Three studies demonstrated no effect from SOMI on academic performance. However, one studied technology-enhanced learning, including SOMI, making it difficult to identify SOMI-specific results. And another did not assess baseline knowledge between the experimental and control group prior to intervention. In one study, students linked social media use to subjectively worse test performance. The studies reporting higher academic performance tended to be dialogue focused using push notifications, poll quizzes and closed communities of practice. They generally used WhatsApp, Facebook groups and WeChat. Professionalism. One concern with the use of SOMI was maintaining professionalism. One study assessed students' Facebook activity levels and perceptions of guidelines for professional behaviour, while another tested their response to simulated medical professionalism scenarios. The latter demonstrated an inverse correlation between having a personal board on PTT, Taiwan's larger SOMI platform, and humanism, as well as similar correlations between SOMI use and medical professionalism scores. This was despite the fact that SOMI use was actually associated with the increased awareness of the need for professional behaviour on SOMI. Additionally, despite this negative correlation, some students highlight that SOMI, specifically Twitter, allowed them to develop empathy and understand previously unknown elements of patient experience. One study indicated that simply by surveying students on contentious behaviours, in this case patient targeted googling or PTG, the act of surveying may reduce the incidence of such behaviours. 
Students involved favoured more explicit teaching around PTG and such surveys may represent an opportunity to improve levels of professionalism. Multiple studies found that students' behaviours were subject to change with the knowledge that their peers would be able to view the content they posted. This may be linked to increasing awareness of professionalism, and one study found that approximately 11% of the SOMI profiles assessed were deemed to have committed some form of violation. Two articles indicated that in response to participating in the study, students would actively change their SOMI profiles to be less publicly accessible. Even though students understood the need for professionalism when using SOMI for medical education, they appreciated educational interventions with regards to this. Studies suggested privacy concerns were a barrier to effective SOMI use, but closed SOMI groups or bespoke networks may alleviate such concerns. This does, however, limit global interactions, and only three studies identified accessing expertise from around the globe as an advantage. Health risks. Medical students generally reported using SOMI for at least six hours per week, reporting poor health behaviours when using Facebook, such as holding urine, skipping meals and midnight logins, leading to disturbed sleep, headaches, back and shoulder pain and eye irritation. One study linked SOMI use to increased risk of anxiety and depression, whilst two suggested SOMI may contribute to social isolation. Methodological quality of included papers. 84, or 75% of papers, utilised quantitative, including mixed methods designs. The mean Mercury score for these papers was 9.1, with a standard deviation of 2.3 and a range of 5 to 14 out of 18. Full details can be found in Table 1. These studies predominantly employed a single group design with a single data collection point, in 63 papers, at a single institution in 73 papers, using subjective data in 60 papers. Almost half, 38 papers or 45%, of these studies reported descriptive statistics only, although 88% were considered to be appropriate for the design and types of data collected. The domain with the poorest scores was the validity of the evaluation instruments used. 31 papers utilised qualitative designs. The mean SRQR score was 9.03, with a standard deviation of 3.99 and a range of 2 to 16. Included studies were strongest at reporting the context, 30 out of 31 papers, data collection methods, 20 out of 31 papers, Units of study, 25 out of 31. Sampling strategies, 23 out of 31. Data analysis methods, 22 out of 31. And ethical issues, 22 out of 31 papers. They were weakest at providing rationales for techniques to enhance trustworthiness, 22 out of 31 papers. Rationales for the data analysis methods, 4 out of 31 papers. For the sampling strategies, 7 out of 31 papers. For the data collection methods, 12 out of 31 papers. And at describing the researcher characteristics and reflexivity, 13 out of 31 papers. Overall, the risk of bias in reporting educational interventions was reasonable. You can see this in figure two. There were no sources of, 
of bias where over 50% of papers were considered to be at low risk of bias. The highest source of potential bias were in reporting details regarding the settings in which interventions took place and the educational methods used. Finally, the modal strength of conclusions was 3, with a mean of 2.95 and a range of 1 to 4, indicating that these conclusions could probably be based on the results. Discussion. This review identified 112 articles studying SOMI use in undergraduate medical education. Students generally have a favourable view of using SOMI for their learning, particularly when engaging with content hosted on familiar platforms and provided in small chunks. Acceptability is driven by the perceived flattening of hierarchies, improved accessibility to faculty and platform novelty. There is some evidence of SOMI interventions resulting in improved learner performance, though this is mainly limited to self-report, non-controlled studies or short-term changes. SOMI interventions which encourage dialogue between educator and student or between peers are most effective. While students have reservations about professional conduct on SOMI, educational interventions aimed at developing professional SOMI behaviours are appreciated and appear to be effective. The methodological quality of studies investigating SOMI in medical education remains poor. Methodological quality of primary studies. It's telling that our review has included 98 more studies than a review in 2013 and 83 more studies than one in 2017, demonstrating the proliferation of SOMI in educational scholarship. This review considers a wider variety of platforms that focused on multi-directional communication than earlier investigations. Previous reviews were mostly comprised of blogs and wikis, which were excluded in this review. However, this profound increase in studies has not been matched by an increase in quality. The mean Mersky of previous reviews were 8.89 and 9.57 with a standard deviation of 3.39 and 2.02 and range of 5 to 15.5 and 7.5 to 14.5. Our review identified a mean between those of these two previous reviews and a lower maximum Mersky score. While asked of the first SOMI review to use the SRQR to assess methodological quality of qualitative research, Sterling's review reported reasonable quality of included qualitative research using the correct criteria or consolidated criteria for reporting qualitative research. This suggests that while much of the literature on SOMI remains of relatively poor quality, research on SOMI in graduate medical education appears to be of higher quality. Several previous studies have examined the impact of SOMI upon student outcomes, with focuses on the impact upon knowledge while Cheston's review concluded that their intervention studies led to equivalent test scores for students who did and did not use SOMI tools, another found Facebook to be beneficial to the affective aspects of learning and YouTube to be an inadequate source of information for medical education. However, the latter review describes its study outcomes as weak, poorly transferable and relying on self-reporting. Our results conversely demonstrate subjective and objective knowledge improvement across several platforms. However, 
cautions against the relatively strong likelihood of confounders, suggesting that the benefits are likely limited to the short term. We echo the findings of Chan et al, where the majority of studies consisted of descriptive research, assessed lower level Kirkpatrick hierarchies, and were methodologically dominated by single centre quantitative surveys. While SOMI platforms have grown in number across reviews and time, the subject of an investigation by studies does not appear to have changed dramatically. The dominant themes explored by Chester et al back in 2013, namely professionalism and improvement in knowledge, are reflected in this review, in addition to those of Sterling et al in 2017 and Sutherland and Jalali in 2017. Strengths and limitations. While this isn't the first systematic review of SOMI use in undergraduate medical education, we've identified significantly more papers than previous reviews. We believe this review has benefited from a rigorous and sensitive search strategy, including multiple databases, reference, citation, and hand searching. We've benefited from the insights and interpretations of both medical students and medical school faculty in the extraction and synthesis of original papers. We've included studies evaluating interventions and those researching exposures to SOMI, resulting in a comprehensive synthesis. These strengths notwithstanding, this review does have some limitations. Firstly, while we believe the focus on undergraduate medical education is a strength, it also limits the generalizability of these results to other groups of learners. SOMI are used in different ways by practicing physicians and therefore assumptions cannot be drawn regarding outcomes in SOMI across the spectrum of medical education. We did not contact the authors of included studies for missing data, further details, or to identify other relevant or forthcoming literature. We've only included published journal articles in this review and have excluded conference abstracts. This may have resulted in the omission of innovative SOMI approaches that have not yet materialised in the peer-reviewed literature. Finally, as with all reviews, the results of this review are limited by the quality of the primary studies available for inclusion. Implications for practice and research. For the educator designing social media education tools, the best practice appears to be grounded in familiarity and features intensive induction for staff and learners. The most subjectively appreciated interventions appear to be highly visual, curated by faculty and blended with classroom teaching. When considering the strongest evidence for improving objective outcomes, initiatives featuring collaborative, text-based discussion seem most effective. Examples of such activities include case-based discussion, SOMI journal clubs, poll-based quizzing, and smaller near-peer communities of practice. Existing studies suggest that instant messaging services such as WeChat and WhatsApp are most likely to provide intensive dialogue to facilitate learning. Perhaps unsurprisingly, students who engage more with SOMI comments perform better in objective assessments. This review may inform educators in navigating SOMI professionalism concerns. Despite feeling that professionalism guidelines are poorly understood, the evidence presents a clear picture of a learner population motivated to champion professional practices on SOMI. Students appreciate professionalism in teaching, 
quickly respond to constructive criticism on SOMI privacy and even seek out professional development opportunities on platforms. In terms of practical guidance, it's clear that fear of appearing unprofessional in front of peers or patients can hamper engagement with SOMI initiatives. Therefore, the use of closed groups may provide reassurance to both educator and learner. This review has a number of implications for the direction of future research. As detailed above, the community should prioritise undertaking fewer, higher quality studies rather than the current high output of methodologically weak research. The quality of the current evidence base should provide a roadmap for this work. Considering this review's quantitative studies, the majority of the highest quality articles, Merskwee's in the range of 12 to 14, of which there were 12 papers, investigated outcomes related to blended learning, 9 out of 12, compared to one each on professionalism, reflection and humanities. Conversely, the lowest quality studies, Merskwee's in the range of 5 to 7, of which there were 20, featured a majority of these latter categories. Professionalism, 7 out of 20, was particularly poorly investigated, while SOMI use in the humanities represented three of the four lowest scored studies in this review. Interestingly, this pattern was inverted in the review's qualitative studies. Half of the top 10 highest SRQR scores, those in 12 to 16, included the top two studies focused on professionalism. This is perhaps an indication that investigating professionalism should be the domain of richer, in-depth, qualitative research. Whilst understanding professionalism was a key tenor of numerous papers in this review, how this is explored should be carefully considered. A recent study of unprofessional behaviour amongst vascular surgery trainees was retracted after a surge of concerns were raised by the medical community. Such complaints focused on the shaming of professionals, particularly females, and the invasive, covert methods applied by the authors to investigate unprofessionalism. It should be highlighted that our review included three papers that systematically searched for participant profiles, collected or reviewed personal data, including photographs, and made subjective judgments regarding their professionalism. Such methods are at high risk of research of prejudice, and there remains no validated tool to measure semi-professionalism. We would suggest that future researchers maintain their own professional and ethical standards by avoiding invasive subjective judgments, and instead pursue higher quality methods of investigating such a complex phenomenon. This review serves as a reminder to educators that despite regulator guidance and much research, there is limited consensus on SOMI professionalism. Considering the widespread perceived concerns regarding SOMI professionalism and associated guidelines, particularly given the proven hindrance such fears have upon learner engagement, we suggest that the next step for SOMI research lies in this domain. We call for a rigorous investigation to build a community consensus on SOMI professionalism. We must also urgently reflect on how we undertake research in this field. Whilst we have examined research encompassing a diverse range of rapidly emerging platforms, we suggest a reactionary approach to SOMI research is inappropriate. Future work should focus instead on the common factors across the spectrum of social media in order to address the significant gaps raised by this review. 
Specifically, we recommend the study of the impact of a range of SOMI platforms upon long-term knowledge retention, largely absent from the current literature. Additionally, a robust assessment of measures to prevent the SOMI harms highlighted in this review is essential. When considering commonalities between platforms, one must consider the underpinning theory on SOMI. SOMI platforms have their functional differences, but educationally the principles are the same. These are rapid, often short-lived communities of practice, built on complex, socially constructed values, which themselves fluctuate across locations and generations. Brief community lifespan perhaps explains why long-term outcomes have so far proven challenging to establish. The ever-changing norms of communities and tensions between clinical environments and online spaces may contribute to a difficulty in defining SOMI professionalism. Moreover, placing our results in the context of theoretical principles may advance deeper thinking on SOMI in health professions education. That objective performance benefit is driven by rapid peer-led dialogue highlights the primacy of the community of practice in effective SOMI interventions. Community of practice as a theoretical construct underpinned the majority of the most effective interventions in this review and has been at the focus of rigorous investigations on enhancing knowledge translation in wider healthcare education. Connectivism, whilst the theory literally established for the online environment, is largely knowledge-centred rather than community-focused. Community appears to dominate social media educational practice shaping both effective and ineffective learning cultures. This suggests that communities of practice are a more coherent and informative theoretical construct than connectivism in explaining effectiveness in social media education. Conclusions. Despite an explosion of research surrounding social media in medical education, understanding this social phenomenon has not significantly progressed in almost a decade. We've established that social media is enjoyable for students, may improve short-term knowledge retention, and can aid communication between learners and educators. However, students and educators alike remain wary of professionalism concerns and warnings against potential SOMI harms remain. We suggest that rather than attempting to undertake a superficial evaluation of the latest SOMI trend, the community should instead consider longer-term, higher-quality research rooted in the underpinning educational theories which unite these diverse platforms. Thanks for listening.